Hello and welcome to Radical Embodiment. This is Emily Wishall. I am your host. I am a certified rolfer. I am an embodiment coach and I am the author of the book Radical Embodiment, a practical guide to celebrating the skin you're in. And this is my podcast. We are here in season three. We will have 12 episodes coming out every single Monday. And the way that this season will work is I'm kind of doing a back and forth, meaning the first episode is me in a solo episode, and then the next week is an interview. So basically every other week, one, you'll get me diving into a specific topic, and then the following week, I will be interviewing somebody in the embodiment, in the personal growth world. My intention, my focus with my work with this podcast is really to support in shifting the narrative that a woman's worth or her enoughness is tied into her weight or her physical appearance. And I believe the pathway to shift that, to shift the societal, cultural conditioning that most of us been accustomed to is through the pathway of embodiment, is through the pathway of being in our body. And so my offering with this podcast is tips, suggestions, practices from guests of mine, stories from guests of mine, my own stories, personal accounts to help support you in your own radically embodied journey. If you're curious to find out more about my work, you can go to radicalembodiment.com. I offer private one-on-one coaching for women who are interested in releasing body shame, who feel insecure, ashamed in their body, who are ready to stop the body hate for good and ready to truly learn to celebrate the skin they're in. So you can go to my website or set up a call with me there to find out more. So now let's go to today's episode. I'm happy you're here. Hi, everyone. Here I am with Caitlin D. Caitlin is the founder of Integrative Pelvic Care, and I'm really delighted to get to have her. I think this is going to be a really juicy and informative and useful conversation. Um, We were just chatting and really actually just meeting for the first time um, just before this interview. So Caitlin, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I'm going to start with the question that I always start with of what does embodiment mean to you? Mm, I love it. Uh, embodiment to me means coming into deep relationship with our body and ultimately ourself, which in turn cultivates deep self-trust and body trust. Mm, I like that. Um, and you had mentioned when we were just chatting before um, you the word safety as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious, how, how does that fit into your definition of embodiment? Yeah, I think that, you know, there's so much out there about a regulated nervous system these days. And ultimately, if we don't feel safe in our bodies, it's going to be very hard to achieve that regulation that so many people desire. And when we have been taught to fear our bodies, to not trust our bodies through things like check them for lumps, check them for cancer from the time we're little girls. We have been ingrained for really generations at this point that our bodies aren't safe and that we aren't safe in our body. Hmm. Add to that societal pressures and, you know, am I safe walking to my car? Am I safe wearing this outfit? It creates hypervigilance. And that's before we even talk about emotional or sexual or medical or childhood trauma or any other type of trauma 
that really has us feeling like I'm not safe in my body. Like, what is this vessel that I live in? Mm. And for my journey, it has, you know, looking back and zooming out, it's absolutely been a journey of coming into relationship with and feeling safe in my own body. Mm, Thank you for sharing. It's so important. I mean, I think the way you define embodiment is so beautiful and yeah, we have to feel, feel safe. And I think particularly for those of us as women or who identify as female, there's a different level of not feeling safe in our body. Um, from a myriad of reasons. And so we're going to get more into the work that you do helping women do just that. But I I would like to start, if you don't mind, just backing us up um, of how you got to where you are now. Um, Was that, you know, maybe motivated by not feeling safe in your body? Um, Yeah, I would love to just hear a little bit of your own journey. Yeah, it's been quite a ride. (laughs) Never did I ever expect that this was the work that I would be called to do in the world. Mm. It's a corporate executive assistant and personal assistant and wedding and event planner and cowgirl and skier and many, many things, but not body worker or healer or coach or any of that. Um, My, you know, and I was on this healing journey with and in my own body for probably about a decade, um, using, turning to a lot of body work, um, and healing from child abuse and sexual and domestic violence and things like that. And went a pretty unconventional approach through the body work and, self-healing work that I was doing. And when my youngest sister suicided five years ago, Mm. I had a pretty deep um, reckoning with how the, how trauma in our lives impacts our physiology, Mm. especially as women. And that was definitely the catalyst that both cracked me open to be able to relate and hold grief and explore grief in a different way, but also like very much picked me into this journey into supporting and helping and sharing this with other women. She is definitely, her name's Emily actually. Mm -hmm. And she is definitely a guide on this journey for me. Yeah, I'm sure. Thank you for sharing that. Um, And what a beautiful to just gift that she, it sounds like she's giving to you and you're giving to her by really helping women in their trauma from a physiological level. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, let's, so what, what is it that you, for those who are just listening and tuning in, I gave your intro, but what is it that you do? Take us through. Yeah. So there's so many things and it's really been fused through my lived experience. I don't regurgitate like a process or a thing that somebody told me to teach. And through what I have learned and now guided other women through, I created the body of work called integrative pelvic care, Mm -hmm. which is integrating all parts of self into relationship with our sacred center, which is our pelvis. And then integrating all of that magic and all of the healing and all of the gifts that we discover on the way there 
into relationship with the rest of our life. And this incorporates voice and worthiness and confidence and how we be in the world. Mm. And so I work primarily with women virtually. Most of this work you can do from the comfort of your own home. And when it comes to thinking about, you know, I talk about my work being nervous system centered because every layer of it takes into consideration how our nervous system is acting and responding. And a big piece of that is not having to track different things like getting to appointments and sitting in traffic and what's this practitioner doing and short appointments and things like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the work I would say So like 1% of the work that I do is intravaginal or intra-anal hands-in pelvic work. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to this coming into relationship with our body, including our pelvis, that is often skipped due to disconnection from the body and also our desire to just treat symptoms and kind of that perpetuation that has occurred. So I work with most clients online And my process of integrative pelvic care is taught in my online programs. And then I also host in-person luxurious healing immersions that are always one-on-one. And that is how I hold and share in-person hands-on body work experiences. And I want to go deeper there because the safety piece, this nervous system piece keeps coming up and especially, you know, talking around trauma, which is it's essential, right? I I believe that also we can't be in our bodies unless we feel safe to be there. And my work is really centered specifically around like body image and, and loving your body, working mostly with women who have historically, you know, maybe they've had eating disorders or just disordered eating, um, on, you know, all ends of the spectrum of, of weight, um, and I think that from that perspective, you know, diet culture, which has been shoved down our throat and still can be, I think, you know, the wellness industry can sometimes be disguised as diet culture, but it still is making us feel wrong or bad in our body. It's not safe to be in my body. It's not safe to trust my body. It's not safe to trust my appetites, my overeat. And so I think it seems really beautiful that as you are integrating this approach for women and helping them come into their body, that you know, even they don't have to navigate traffic or getting to the appointment at time, they can be in their home or you do these longer immersions with women. And that is how you do your hands-on work. So, um, I know that's with deep intentionality as to why, why you're offering it that way. And I'd love to have you just speak to how that supports one's nervous system and mm-hmm. one and being really able to actually receive the work versus just having it done to them. I think there's an important distinction in receiving and, oh, I'm just getting this work done to me in a methodical way. Yes. Yes, It's so important. And you know why I start, no matter how we work together, we always start online Mm -hmm. because a, I am not here to just do to someone. There is this journey of personal responsibility that has to come into play through this work. And someone has to be really willing to look at these patterns and these beliefs. It's as much mindset work and transformative life coaching as it is healing work and fusing the two together has been very powerful and also very effective. But I look at my process as turning a dial and not flipping a switch. 
So we have been taught through, you know, of course the diet and workout industry, but also just through our fast paced society that it's like, we should, things should happen overnight. We got to go from zero to 100. Mm-hmm. And that is not, that is not how the nervous system works. Familiar is safe. Even if that familiarity is an abusive relationship, like I used to be in that felt safe. We keep the threat close pain and discomfort in our body or numbness in our body can also feel safe. And so being able to orient to our body and ourself in a different way, in a gentle way, is really, really important to feeling safe as we open to receive, whether that's from ourself or from a practitioner. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the work with me in person, you know, I am really looking at trauma in the body as an imprint of the traumatic experience. And oftentimes if we have gone through a traumatic experience, our body has armor or protection, both physically and energetically that is going to come up. And when we go into a two hour body work session or a 45 minute PT session, the armor is present and we're not going any deeper. When we spend hours getting to know each other online and then hours getting to work with each other in person, I do full body from head to toe and mouth and jaw and down to abdomen before ever asking to touch the pelvis. That really allows the nervous system to settle into receptivity in a way that is just not available in a shorter session. Mm -hmm. And this allows us to get beneath what is generally, you know, trigger points or pressure points or whatever that we're usually working with. There is another layer available. And usually there is some ancestral trauma pieces to it. And, you know, the, the space that I am curating is created to allow your body and your nervous system to feel as safe as possible so that trauma can come forth and can be integrated and released. Hey, it's Emily. And I wanted to interrupt this episode to let you know about a free gift that I have called stop the body hate for good and celebrate the skin you're in. So are you trapped in an exhaustive mental loop of feeling unhappy in your body? If so, I see, hear, and feel you. I know what it's like to be stuck in that cycle of body hate. And my beautiful friend, I'm here to tell you, it is time to free yourself for good. It's time to say goodbye to wasting energy on worrying about your physical appearance. It's time to say goodbye to adjusting your clothes and or sucking in your stomach. It's time to say goodbye to any and all effort to try and make yourself look smaller or bigger. It's time to say goodbye to any and all attempts to receive others' approval based on appearances. The only thing these types of incessant, harsh, and judgmental thought loops do is drain you and rob you of your life force. Despite the cultural delusion that a woman's worth is tied to her weight and physical appearance, you have the power to stop the body hate. My mission is to change that collective narrative that keeps you stuck in a mental loop of feeling bad about your body 
and empower you to take complete ownership of you. Learning to be in your body is the key in slowing this train down and coming into a state of love, gentleness, understanding, and complete acceptance, just as you are. So Stop the Body Hate, How to Stop the Mental Loop of Feeling Bad About Your Body will guide you to being fully in your body, bringing your power back within you, will guide you to stop trying to fix any discomfort through external means. It will guide you to halt the vicious thoughts that keep you stuck and will guide you into a state of ease and presence. This free practice includes a guided audio practice, which is a meditation where I take you on a journey, bringing you into your body and slowing down that negative mental thought train. It also includes a step-by-step detailed PDF, which will support you in changing the narrative and catch the unhealthy thought patterns quickly to help you make an empowered choice of how you feel and view your body. It's with deep love that I share this nourishing practice with you, and I hope it serves you well, and I hope you take advantage of it. So if you'd like to take advantage and receive the radical embodiment, the um, how to stop the body hate, go to my website, radicalembodiment.com, and you can click the page that says free gift, or you can go directly to radicalembodiment.com forward slash free hyphen gift hyphen page. So it's radicalembodiment.com forward slash free hyphen gift hyphen page. And from that page, you can put in your name and your email, and then the audio and PDF will automatically be sent to your inbox. So I hope that this is a supportive practice for you, and I hope you take advantage of it. Now, back to the episode. Um, so if it's new for somebody, when you, you mentioned ancestral trauma, do you mind... Um just expanding on what you mean by that or how, like an example of how that could show up? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that ancestral trauma could be switched out with generational trauma. That can be a more familiar term, Mm -hmm. but this comes from patterns that came from the women who came before us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I see ancestral and generational trauma and the approach to healing it is like looking outside oneself But our disconnection from our body, our distrust, our fear in our body is ancestral trauma. Our weird stories about or weird beliefs about money is ancestral. Our, you know, how we show up in the world or whether or not we submit in a certain way in marriage or relationship, shame about sex, taboo around the pelvis, like all of these things are ancestral patterns. And so to heal that, all we have to do is come into our self and our body, mm-hmm. which is actually hard. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot easier. Yeah. A lot of times it's easier to be like, I'm say this pattern of orienting to others is also an ancestral pattern. And it can be easier to be like, I'm going to heal the ancestors instead of like slowing down and bringing presence and connection to body and self. 
Totally. Right. Cause the first is like, I'm just going to externalize this and do this thing versus yes. really coming within, which I always tell all my clients, like the choice to slow down and come into your body. It's, it's courageous work. It's a courageous choice that I believe we have the you know opportunity to make every single day, every moment. It's not just like, Oh, I, and I'm sure you say this to your clients, they do this immersive experience with you and snap your fingers while you're embodied the rest of your life. It's still, uh, I'm sure they've made an, an increased dramatically their capacity to be with themselves. Um, but it's still this consistent choice that we make. Absolutely. You know, it's something that I still choose and it gets easier because as it gets familiar and this is the way that my process works is it's like, we start putting little things down. And as that becomes familiar, then it becomes not only nourishing, but also supportive to us. And so we can continue to utilize these tools and practices as our foundation, as resources, both physically and energetically and physiologically, which just means how our body is functioning. Mm -hmm. And that is required for sustainability in this journey, because we live in a world that is not conducive to the human nervous system. We live in a world that is fast paced. It's easy to get caught up in that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's about being able to just notice and come back to our body. Totally. And that's a practice that is a lifelong practice. I'm not one to say you need to go live in the woods in a cabin to be able to do this for yeah. heal. That's great if that's what you want, but you can absolutely weave this work and this journey into your life at any stage. Yeah. So what would you suggest or offer to someone, a woman listening who, um, you know, has some degree of trauma in her past, um, Mm -hmm. or is just, is, is noticing she's currently caught up in that really fast paced cycle. And maybe even in that like overwhelmed state where, you know, maybe she just has a stressful job, children, both, um, just other pressures, And it just feels like, well, this would be nice to do all of this, but there's no time. Um, Or I don't know how I can't seem to carve it out. Um, Or maybe I, you know, she does a practice for one or two days, but can't seem to be consistent with it. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's harder to switch our mindset and to talk ourselves into that we can't do something, but with five minutes per day, you can absolutely change your life. Mm -hmm. And what I see come up more is that if someone doesn't, you know, if we don't do like everything in the program, like an A plus gold star student, somebody will give up. And I encourage the entire time through the online program I teach, I remind women that it's like, do what you can. Yeah. If you are moving forward, if you really want something, you will continue Mm. period in any area of life. It can be healing, but it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. simple, familiar repeat is the secret. And I use the same process now for myself and supporting my body and in my business. 
and improving my relationships. It doesn't, it hasn't changed. We don't need more complex Mm -hmm. practices and tools and things Mm -hmm. as we go deeper. Mm -hmm. It's actually even more important to have something that is simple and it is familiar. The allure of sparkly, shiny objects and new programs, and maybe this will be faster and maybe I can do this instead. And uh, is the distraction Mm -hmm. that is familiar to our nervous system. And, you know, there's, then there's layers of like creating self-doubt through marketing and things like that we don't have to get into, but that is why I believe that coming into your body Mm -hmm. is the most valuable thing that you can do because no matter if you're at work I was in my corporate job when I started this. If you're with your kids, if you're with your partner, if you're starting a business or working with clients, you're in your body. Mm-hmm. And the sooner that you feel safe there and are comfortable with that, the sooner that you have so much more capacity for receiving and doing and being the woman that you are. Totally, totally. And I, I just appreciate that even just the five minutes, right? Because I think most of us, especially if you have one of those days that is just very full, you can do five minutes. It doesn't feel, it's not like, oh, it's the end of the day. I didn't do my five minutes. It's like, you can set a five minute timer before you go to bed and just breathe and just sit and keeping it simple does keep it so that you can can do it and be consistent and choosing those five minutes for yourself. It's amazing to me. Sometimes even if I just lay, if I have three minutes between clients or three minutes between something and laying on the ground, even um, maybe, you know, on a bolster and then I get up and I'm shocked just how much better I feel from very, very little time versus if I'd spent that three minutes looking at my email or scrolling on my phone, Um, not making the choices wrong. It's just choosing where can we weave in through our day, these little choices that are more replenishing um, and support us in coming back into how we feel and what's happening with us, which, you know, you briefly mentioned, you know, marketing and advertising. And again, that we you don't need to go down that, but I do think too, if we make the choice, especially first thing in the morning to before we've looked at anything, before we've gone online to just connect with ourselves and how we feel it supports us in our decision-making and being able to more readily discern what is right for us, what is true for us versus if we just wake up and are in our day, we're going to be so much more swayed and bombarded by um, so much. Yeah, totally. And I always remind women too, like you can listen to things. You don't have to be sitting down and quote unquote doing them and taking the notes and like be totally plugged in to just have something playing in the back of your life. Like whether it's commuting or whether it's walking or cleaning or like in between dealing with the kids or clients, that is how I've listened and done so many personal development and healing programs myself is just so much of it is about belief that we can change and that we can heal and it is a lot more profitable to many, many systems for you to believe that you can't. Yeah. Changing that belief is one of the biggest shifts that I think is so important. And I always tell my clients, 
you're welcome to borrow my belief in that until you feel it. But my intention is for you to feel it because I'm not here to convince anyone of their power and their worthiness through the body. You will feel that. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts even on, as we can learn, you know, like in your healing journey, supporting your nervous system and feeling safer, um, coming more into your body as what you just shared of, you know, when clients come to their body, you don't have to convince them of their power and worth. They just feel that. And to me, what that also evokes is, um, shifts in someone's body image, especially if they've been feeling maybe insecure about their body, the way it looks. So, um, yeah. What are your thoughts or experiences, um, in that zone? Well, I will share that body image has been a huge journey for me. I am 33 years old and have been blasted with ideas and what I should look like and all kinds of insecurities. I've had breast implants in and breast implants out, and I've been, you know, used uppers to not eat and all of these different things. So I have been through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, hashtag self-love and hashtag body love is great, but there is no switch that you just flip. And then all of a sudden believe that. Mm -hmm. And I really, this is why I weave anatomy and physiology, the form and function of our body into the work that we do. Mm -hmm. It's not about being able to memorize and become an anatomist in any way, but being able to look under our skin and see how incredible and intricate and wise and highly intentional these vessels actually are Mm -hmm. has been so integral to my own first understanding of my body and then gratitude for my body. And I don't think we can love something that we don't understand and we don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. And those days when I have still like have a body image thing, you know, the love may feel like, oh, maybe, but I definitely have that gratitude and appreciation. And I think that that is the difference between, you know, I think about like unconditional love is you can have these fluctuations, mm-hmm. but ultimately you're on this team and you're like working together. And you know, it's funny because a lot of times I get, some people will ask if I'm a PT or something or like medically related and I am not in any way connected to the medical system, but it's just interesting that that's how we view knowing about our bodies is that, oh, well, they must be like a doctor or PT or something, but it's your body and actually your responsibility to know what's going on with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I so agree with that. I it also, important part of my work is simple knowledge, but anatomical knowledge, because I think it's really valuable and necessary to also be able to be in your body with more ease. If we can better understand bony landmarks or visualize, like you said, and even then just getting to a place of gratitude for what's happening. Um, I see the, you know, journey of loving our body, accepting our body, you know, there, there's wheeze and ebbs and flows, but I think the more we can choose to be present in our body, the, 
less of a like steep waves that might happen and more where we get to come into empowered choice um, versus like a conditioned response mm-hmm. um, that's yeah. been put on us. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'll ask the question too, that I like to ask near the end of conversations of, you know, what is a suggestion or thought insight you'd give for someone who would like to live a more radically embodied life? Self-touch is key. And I invite you to check in with how, what you think of when I say self-touch, mm-hmm. because I'm willing to bet that your mind may have jumped to self-sexual pleasure or masturbation or something along those lines. <laughs> and I work with non-sexual healing, therapeutic intention and touch. And that is something to bring in, especially if you have been experienced sexual trauma, which all of us have in some way, sexual trauma and sexual assault are two different things. So also separate that out. And your body desires to be touched the tissues, the way that tissues can change and the way that you cultivate relationship with your body when you are able to touch it is transformative and can promote spontaneous shifts. And another layer of that is that our nervous system is a physical structure and our nervous system is responding to its immediate surroundings, which are not outside of it. It is inside your body. And a piece that is often missed in nervous system work is how are the tissues surrounding the nerves? If we hold tension, if we hold trauma, we hold stuck emotions, stuck energies, all of this, we can do all the breath work and all of the whatever else is out there that's like these ethereal nervous system regulating practices, but we aren't changing the structure and function of our nervous system permanently. So that is where that self-touch practice comes in and it feels really good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing of self-touch and it can be, it's again, a simple, I love like, especially nights that I'm getting ready for bed and I feel too tired to like wash up, meaning brush my teeth, wash my face. I take a shower, which some people are like, well, it's like more work, but it's, it's nice for me. But I love it because then I lay in my bed and I have take the time to rub all the oil and lotion. And, um, it's such a nice, I was traveling and got in yesterday evening, um, a day and a half later than I was supposed to get home. So I was really ready to be home, but that was one of the first things I did was shower. And then I rubbed oil all over my body. And just for me, it's so nourishing and settling. And it is such an important practice. Um, I think it's a great time to become more in communion with your body from a place of connection. You're literally connecting through the physical touch. Um, and it's going to help from even just like a mapping standpoint of getting curious about your knee or behind your knee or between your toes, all these places that we may often not think about, not consider or not have contact. Um, that if you, I think anyone on a journey of trauma, on a journey of not loving their body, of a journey, not liking their body or feeling like their body is wrong in some way that can, can help to start to just slowly soften that script 
especially, you know, like between our toes is kind of a neutral place unless you have yeah. an issue with feet. Um, <laughs> or like your hand even, or your, your arm. Well, you can start with like one elbow. little area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's incredibly soothing. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful, yeah. Yeah. So how can folks find out more about you and your work? The best place to explore my vibe is Instagram. That's where I share many, many posts and I do lives. There's meditations there. There's also links to my other work to online programs and virtual and in-person experiences. Awesome. awesome. And what's your, I'll have it linked, but what's your Instagram? Okay. Just for the audio. Instagram is a good point. Instagram is integrative pelvic care. All one word together. Yep. Integrative pelvic care. Cool. Yep. Cool. And I only have one account. I have many copycats. Point. You do. Just one of me. Okay. Okay. So like, I look, definitely look up integrative pelvic care. That's actually how I found Caitlin. I don't, you popped up somewhere. I couldn't even say where, but, um, she shares, I know you have (laughs) magic of the algorithm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, yeah, definitely check out her page. It's very informative. She has very useful post. Um, especially if you're curious to learn more about anything that she shared that we talked about, um, this is a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to name that, you know, this work is vulnerable. It is intimate. I remember the first time that I talked to a pelvic care practitioner and, you know, I just want to validate that even going, even listening to this, Mm -hmm. even going and exploring some of the posts is a step. And, you know, I will be here for as long as I am alive when someone is ready to go deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Well, thank you, Caitlin, for being here. Thank you for sharing some of your insights. And um, I appreciate you have this like really firm, like rootedness, groundedness, yet there's such a like, but I mean, like also met with this like soft openness um, which is the most beautiful combination and necessary for this work that you're doing of really helping create that soft container that someone can feel safe and receiving. Cause it's like, you've got them, you've got that firm, firm footing. Thank you for reflecting that. And, you know, it's funny cause I'm an Aries and my living sister is a cancer and if you know anything about astrology, we're, that's a little bit different personality. So I know that I can come off as a bit intimidating and firm. And you will want that when and if you explore this depth, because no matter what surfaces, I won't ever say I've seen it all, but I've seen a lot mm-hmm. and heard a lot. And there is nothing that you could say or share or do or be that would rattle me in any way. And it would be met with so much love. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Awesome. We'll go check out Caitlin's Instagram and thank you again for being here. And um, thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Yeah. Awesome. Take care, everyone. 
As always, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, then I invite you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast episodes at. That way, when a new episode drops, you will be automatically notified and it will let you know. And please share with your friends, your family, on social media, with anyone that you think that would enjoy or really be able to relate, resonate, or receive some insight and inspiration from this podcast. And if you're curious to learn more about my work, you can go to RadicalEmbodiment.com. All right, take care and see you in the next episode.